turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. Yeah, it is Friday night, babies. We made it. We did. What a day. What a week this has been. I am glad that we made it through. We made it through Wednesday, which was not just hump day, but it was the new tax day. Yeah, that's right. 51 million Americans put out of work. Millions and millions of small businesses absolutely destroyed, continue to be shut down. At the whim of Gavin Newsom and his dimmer switch, as he described it, the ability to just move, uh, light up our economy, you know, it at will and dim it down at will, whatever he wants. He made some announcements today, just continuing to enjoy himself at the dimmer switch of our economy here in California. And that's the kind of behavior that continues across the country. We're going to talk about it tonight. We're also going to talk about the race because this is it. You've heard before. That, oh, this is this is the most important election of our lifetime. Well, I'm here to tell you it absolutely is. And Tom DeBacaro has a piece out on Fox News, and he's going to be here to share about that, as well as an update on the Gavin Newsom recall. We, we had a caller last night on the show who wanted to talk about the recall, because when you look at what Gavin Newsom is doing in California, this man cannot be allowed to continue to stay in office. He's 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 literally killing Californians of all stripes, whether they're Democrat, independent or Republican. We got to talk about that. School kids, man. School kids are the pawns on the chessboard. Is that is that what they're called? The, the game pieces? I've never played chess before. I have no idea. My man is, is giving me a head nod over there. Y'all know who I'm referring to. It's my man who, who came back last night just to join me for two nights before we end up the week. It's the man, the myth, the legend. It's DJ Potato Skins. Hey, does anyone want carrot sticks? Get him out of here. I have a, uh, an orange snack uh, that our lovely business manager bought and provided for a lot of the staff here. Well, me, uh, Carrot Sticks, and Cameron. And so I'm thinking about Mr. Carrot Sticks right now. We have a lovely weekend. <laughs> the, yes, we, we hope that orange-fingered man himself is having a great weekend. And we, we hope that you are as well after you get done with the show tonight. In the Yeah, main- and, and Pawns, that's the correct reference. Oh, is it? Okay, thank you. Yeah, I was never really interested in Oh, I'm in a huge chess. in chess. I love chess. Really, that wasn't my game. I was into I was into the game of Sorry. I liked the game of Sequence. Never liked Monopoly. That wasn't my board game when I was growing up. Oh, game- I would get people to hate me over Monopoly. Oh, yeah. You know, it just went on too long. I didn't have the attention. It, it bored me. I, I, I would be the, the person in a seven-person group that into the eighth hour of the game, everybody wants to quit, and I made them finish. Oh, my, oh my God. You're like my sister. My, we stopped playing the game of Clue with her because by the time um, she was 14, she figured out a method, and she's never lost 
Really? She's never lost. She has a system and she has, and I mean, we stopped playing with her. Um, my other game that I liked was Trivial Pursuit. That's a fun that, one. That's and a they fun had, one. now they have all the different movie versions of it. So it's, it's fun. Yeah, it is. Um, so you stick with us. Your, your weekend begins after our show ends at 7 p.m. Still got work to do. That's right. We got work to do. And in the meantime, give us a call here, 888-344-1170. Most of my topics tonight could be a nominee for Hero of the Week or Stink of the Week. We will have that at the end of the show. At the bottom half, of the show we'll have our, our, our buddy Bob Walters will be back everybody's talking about schools but he was the OG he was the one that got everybody to recognize early on at least out here in California that the schools was the battleground in which it, the left sought to change the course of this country and where we're at and so he will be here with the updates just because schools are shut down across the country from kindergarten all the way through you know uh, upper education it doesn't mean that the left is not continuing their push and he always has a shocking list of, of items for us follow me you know something that's yeah. often missed andrea too i was talking about this with my family well if they're going to make our kids stay home and not go to an actual physical school then how about giving my tax dollars back well we've been talking about that for a while yeah i mean you look at it they still in spite of the government shutting down businesses they still they you still had to pay you got an extension from april 15th to july 15th but that didn't mean you got an extension to pay you and on top of it on on top of having to pay whatever your 2019 obligations were after the government the same government that shut your business down came to you on july 15th for their handout and not just for any 2019 obligations but for your estimated business tax for 2020 and how are you supposed to estimate your tax when your business is subject to mr gavin newsom with his dimmer switch and anthony fauci continuing to push lies out of the CDC and the lies that are coming forth everywhere. Yeah, it's not on top, possible. On top of the fact that you have no, you you don't own a home anywhere in this country. Your property taxes mean that the government you have to you have to pay for permission to stay in that property, and the property taxes are going to the schools. And let me tell you, one thing that really galls me is when it comes to this topic about school kids. I'm tired of hearing, oh, the parents, the parents, the parents. Because you know what? I don't have any kids in this school. How about some sympathy for those of us who have continued to pay property taxes for decades into this state and we don't even have any kids at least you have at least you parents out there are jockeying with the fact that somebody's playing games with you at least you've got a kid in the schools at least you've had some benefit of the of the tax dollars where's the sympathy for us and on top of it though here and i don't have time to get into what gavin newsom came out and did with his dimmer switch is he came out and said you know what the 33 counties under watch list under the watch list of him him and his in his finger on the dimmer switch uh you no, no schools reopening he laid out criteria for the schools to be reopening but the criteria is all based on the same enron math that's going on with the coronavirus numbers the math, the Enron math that's being used is all the manipulation of the data meant to keep us under the thumb of these Democrat governors. We know the, how they are lying to us and how they've lied to us from the beginning with the coronavirus. And it is across the board. It is across every state. We know that they're they're not bothering to test people. We know that the, that the deaths include numbers of people that didn't have COVID. We know that, in, that the death numbers of COVID include people that just have pneumonia or people that had any upper respiratory infection. We know that they're now, now the hospitals are being paid to list. We talked about it all last night. And numbers of people that actually have the common cold. It's a form of coronavirus. And sometimes 
sometimes it pops up. Absolutely. We know that they're including people that are continuing to be retested over and over and over. They're doing everything that they can to inflate the numbers and make you think that a positive test result is the same thing. Back in the day when AIDS first came out, if you got diagnosed with AIDS, it was it was a death sentence. It was like pretty much being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, which, you know, unless it's caught super early, you're done. That's the same narrative that they're pushing and instilling into the minds of not just Americans out there, but children, which is so abusive. This coronavirus has a 99.96% recovery rate. 50%, I heard a stat, Victor Davis Hanson earlier today, 50%, almost 60% of all deaths across the country, including the fudge numbers, are were seniors in nursing homes. That's not being told to the American people. They want you to think, even Gavin Newsom admitted today, though, that even with these shutdowns, the numbers, these COVID numbers, we are only at 16% capacity of our ICUs in the state of California. There is no excuse for any business, any school, anything being shut down at this point. And as for this thing about masks... Trump, uh, I saw a clip of an interview Trump did with Chris Wallace. I will not watch it. I happened to see it today by accident because I don't watch Fox News and I certainly don't watch Chris Wallace. He, he, the pressure is on for him uh, to endorse a, a, a centralized federal mask mandate. His response was pretty good. He said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to mandate that. He, he didn't say it exactly like this, but he's like, then we're a free society and this shouldn't be mandated on people. On top of it, he said the CDC, the Surgeon General, all said no mask initially now they're saying masks so i think masks are a good idea because you know what yeah you know you look at the flu season we probably would have less people catching the flu throughout the flu season if people had masks on but do you think that that should be mandated do you think that because because if you think that it should be mandated here when there's a 99 percent recovery rate and clearly no clearly you cannot in any realm of rational thinking believe that this is as contagious as it as you think it is and also as deadly as it is because the numbers don't match you look at the case count that they're giving you even if you believe the numbers with it being inflated you look at the mortality rate and it's down next to nothing you don't even hear about it anymore that's how low it is in fact it's so low that according to a report on Fox News And I'm reading, quote, scientists warn the virus may be disappearing too fast for vaccine studies to produce meaningful results. This is all about control. And they're continuing to push these masks and social distancing as a way to keep us under the thumb, to keep you stoked with fear, as well as to identify who's not complying. Who's the bad guy out there? A mask is a sign that you care. No, a mask is a sign that you're willing to submit. To falsehoods, to false numbers. If it makes you feel comfortable, if you want to wear a mask, absolutely. If you're a business and you want people to wear a mask in your store, I believe you have the right to require it. But I think the people should have a right to decide whether or not they want to do business there. We are supposed to be a free society. The science does not support the masks. Another point that Trump made was that there is health issues with the masks. Later on, I've got a nominee for Hero of the Week. We've got a governor that actually filed a lawsuit against a mask mandate. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Tom DeBacaro. Because let me tell you guys, we've got to make sure that Trump gets reelected. It is not hyperbolic to say, as one of my guests did the other night on the show. I can't remember who it was right now. DJ Potato Skins might remember who it was who actually said that uh, we're going to be chopped. Our streets are going to burn. Our our country's done. Our country's toast if Trump doesn't get reelected. Stay tuned. We're Andrea Kasher coming up.
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Um, if you are planning on hitting the beaches in San Diego this weekend, and I suggest you do because the weather is absolutely phenomenal, uh, there was a, a shark sighting off of Coronado. I don't know if you heard this, Tater Skins. Uh, there was report- I did. We're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They uh, And these are like real sharks. No political puns here. It's not like we had Nancy Pelosi and a bunch of, a bunch of Democrats. I'm sure there'll be a hand. few Democrats down yeah. there, but, no, but nobody from office. Exactly. These 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 big ones were there was three of them supposedly up to about ten feet. It was oh, actually wow. is actually um, verified by a lifeguard. So just had tip to y'all uh, for if you're heading down by way of Coronado, a man who knows the sharks in the political circles well, and they uh, he throws the chum out at him. Wow, he'd be it. the chief Brody, I guess. Huh? Yeah, yeah, he's chief Brody pretty much, uh, and he throws the chum out with his with his conservative conservative books and his articles and his interviews on Fox News and. Uh, the book y'all need to read, The Divided Era, is one of his. And, of course, I'm talking about my friend Tom DelBacaro. Hey, Tom, welcome back to the show. Hey, great. You know, I've actually had some in my hand when I worked in Dutch Harbor, Alaska, where they currently film Deadliest Catch. No way. So, I used to work here during the summers. No way. Fancy Pants DelBacaro? Mr. Private School? I would have never guessed. It- who would have thought? Four different, four different times. That was my summer job. Me I, and my brothers. I need to see verification. Yeah, I'm, I'm with time. Ronald Reagan. Oh, Trust but verify because, and nobody who and sees here? any of your pics on Facebook with your Italian cuisine and your garden and all your roses would ever imagine you've ever had a clump of dirt under your nails, my friend. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Top crowd. Speaking of sharks. <laughs> Hey, you entered the dynamite in a dress, though, my friend. Uh, but seriously, I would love to see some pics from that. Um, you've got an article out right now about, um, I, I believe it's on, is it Fox Nation or, or the radio? It's Fox, it's Fox News. Look, so many of these media polls are driving me nuts. And people are, are you know, on the right side of the aisle are, are worried. Look, those polls are phony. They're, I don't know, maybe fake news. Has anyone used that? Let me let me tell you what's going on right now. The parties are completely apart, just as they've been for a decade. When Obama got reelected, less than 10 percent of the Republicans approved of him and more than 90 percent of the Democrats approved of him of him. That's exactly where we are now um, with Trump. Ninety plus percent of the Republicans, almost no Democrats. So the issue is. Who is going to be more energetic voting? Will Republicans come out in greater numbers or Democrats? Because the parties do not support the other candidates. They just don't. There's not going to be Democrats voting for Trump because they don't vote the economy. They vote social justice. And Republicans, almost none of them are going to vote despite the Lincoln Project and some of these other things, they're not... They, and they didn't vote for... And we had somebody on last night, Julie Kelly, to talk about the Lincoln Project. They didn't vote for Trump in 2016. The the people with the exactly. Lincoln Project actually were the never-Trumper who vote, movement who voted for Hillary. So he's not losing anything with them. Exactly. So this election, 
comes down to are are Republicans going to be more voted motivated than Democrats? And what do independents do? And all of that, of course, in the battleground states. Look, Joe Biden has the lowest, and you can get this at Fox News right now. Joe Biden has the lowest enthusiasm rating of any candidate in American history in the television era. Nobody's excited to vote for him. And if you take polls of the Democrats and ask them, why are you supporting Biden, Andrea? Two-thirds say because we don't like Trump, not because they like Biden. Well, that doesn't work. In order to unseat an incumbent, you have to like your guy. Remember, how much did you dislike Obama in 2012? Oh, child. Yeah, I really disliked him. But it wasn't. That's not enough because you weren't thrilled with Romney, were you? No, but I held my nose and voted for him because unlike so many Christians who decided they didn't like Romney because he was a Mormon or whatever reason, I understood what was at stake and what Obama was really all about with his Marxism and and all and all of that. I, I get it. But get but it. you're right. But I hear what you're saying. Enough. You're right because I'm I'm a weirdo and I've been I've been weird since I was a kid. But anyway, it, go on. it wasn't enough for to unseat Bush. The nope. Democrats hated Bush. It didn't, and it didn't help us beat Clinton enough. Nope. You've got to like your guy. And the Democrats, they may dislike Trump, but they don't like their guy. So if the election happened today, and when it happens in November, it's not going to be, it's certainly not going to be on our side for Joe Biden. Well, it, me- it's possible that Trump could win by a wider margin than, uh, than his prior victory. But our electorate is so divided, and this is why I wrote the book, Invited Era, is so divided that these elections are going to be close. It hasn't been since 1988 that a president got 53% of the vote. Not one since 88. That's a long, that's three decades. Well, let me ask you, let me, let me jump in here and ask you, um, throw kind of a a curveball at you here, because I do think that we are more divided than era than ever. Um, I think that there is something that's different this go round than we've ever seen in the past. And, but you are a historian. And so maybe you can help us to understand how, while this may be a new phenomenon, uh, you still might, hold your position what i think is different is that we have a much larger percentage within the left that in my opinion than people are willing to acknowledge that are absolutely committed to the marxist movement and angela davis long time uh you know if you're not familiar with who she is give her a google she came out she actually said in november of 2019 even before this whole black lives matter you know uh, marxist movement it, it got even as big as it is today she was quoted and said in 2019 um that i i don't see this election as being about choosing a candidate who will be able to lead us in the right direction it will be about choosing a candidate who can be most effective Effectively pressured into allowing more space for the evolving anti-racist movement. And so they don't have, well, so my question is this. Yeah, they don't have any enthusiasm for Biden. Absolutely not. But they see him as a stooge that they can push aside and have their way with. There, it, in my mind, is the enthusiasm that they might need. You're correct that they like that about him. And if he somehow won... Nancy Pelosi would decide all legislation, and I don't even know yet who would who would decide foreign policy. So, yes, he's a perfect, uh, I don't want to say puppet, but close to that for them. But 
On the other hand, independents, after they watch the, when they see Biden, and 55% think that he has some form of dementia. That is not enough to get elected. So I see this election as close right now. I don't buy for a minute that he's, that Biden's up double digits as he is in some ridiculous polls. It's going to be a close election. That's just the life of it. Yeah. And it's up to Trump supporters to get out there and vote because there's no substitute for that. No. And uh, in the means, and you've got to get all your friends out and make sure people that you know are registered to vote. You've got to get on the phone and be calling uh, because let me tell you, they are going to do everything that they can through ballot harvesting and a variety of different means to steal uh, the election and not just at the presidential, but you also have to remember the Senate congressional races. I got to switch gears while I've got you on the phone. Gavin Newsom came out today, continuing. We all know how the coronavirus numbers from the case count to the death count all being manipulated, fudged and lied. It's Enron math times times a thousand to continue for for control he comes out today you know 30 counties all under shutdowns with schools his requirements for reopening are crap it's nonsense it's basically they will be shut down at least through the election um i had a caller last night where are we at with this recall gavin oh and on top of it today he also announced he's got in the middle of 51 million americans out of work millions and millions of americans across california businesses shut down he somehow um, decided he's going to spend six hundred million dollars in um, in homeless uh, housing for homeless people. So we need this man recalled. And what he's doing is taking he's getting cities like L.A. and San Francisco to take over private buildings and fill them up, and then those private motels are are gone because you can't go back to that. What are you going to do? So yeah, that was remarkable. Look, here, here's where the recall is. The numbers were good for June and the amount uh, that came in. But the issue now is 10,000 signatures a day and getting donations. We were up on Newsmax today, uh, and Adam Carolla was on, was on apparently. And, and so it's beginning to get out, and it's more money. I don't know if you saw the YouTube of the 500 people in line in, in Orange County wanting to, to get signatures. No. This this is a matter of people wanting to get this done or not. I mean, I, I said to a friend of mine, you know her, Melissa Murray today. Oh, Missy, uh, yeah. Know, our, yeah, our founders, all Washington, they all died broke because all they did was work to create this country. They didn't do that so we could sit around and luxuriate. They would want us to fight for their principles. And so this, uh, this is the opportunity. We're, we're off to a good start, but there's so much more work to do. And you just go to recallgavin2020.com or com. You download the petition. You get five signatures. You mail it in. We need 10000 a day. Well, we've got to do this. We absolutely have to do this. And you know what? California has recalled governors before for less than the crap that is going on here with this gap. With much less. In fact, it was over illegals getting driver's licenses. So, I mean, the, you, the extent of which the left has just completely turned California into, into California is astounding, but we can stop it. And you know what? This is what's happening right now is not just an attack against conservative businesses, against conservatives who have kids in schools. This is the wholesale destruction of the state, and they don't care who they're mowing over in the process for Gavin Newsom to have it, get his commie schemes, uh, you know, uh, in, in, enforced. So la- give out that website one more time. 
carevival.com or recallgavin2020.com. Always good to hear your voice. Oh, last question for you. Don't go anywhere yet, child. I haven't dismissed no! you. Uh, last question. What's the likelihood that you think we'll get the numbers we need to get them out of, out of office? You know, it's it's an uphill climb, okay. but it's doable. It's doable. It is doable. It's but right doable. now, there's not enough people out on the streets, and we need more. All right. W- way to end it. Thank you, Tom DeBacaro. And I need to see pics of you on the boats, uh, uh, working working the, working the fish boats. This is 1980. Do you think we had cell phones in 1980? <laughs> somebody, had, somebody had a Kodak cameraman, and I want to see the evidence. Bring me the receipts. Wow. All right. Wow. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye, honey. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. Another of my favorite men, conservatives. It's Bob Walters. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. I'm just sitting here thinking of Tom working a boat. Do you believe in that story, Tater Skins? You know, as exciting as it is, Tom, if you're listening, uh, I'm like Andrea. We, we need the photographic proof. Somebody had a Kodak, a disposable, something. That man eats. That man eats caviar. Okay, you, you he see doesn't the catch fish. Social media pics from Tom, and I'm not buying it. He's eating that caviar that somebody from sturgeon somebody else caught. Not not from not uh, from his own fishing pole. I'll put it that way. I got to read a comment from a certain friend of mine. Getting uh, getting back to the coronavirus, he says I need to develop some ear masks. That way we are protected from damaging our eardrums from Fauci's nonsense. Oh, I wonder who said that. <laughs> well played, my friend. You. Uh, uh, you could probably uh, get uh, quite the quite the uh, um, business going there with that. Make some money For off sure. that idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of ideas and brilliant men, this man who joins me now was the first to identify the issue in our school systems, of which everybody is gnawboning over today. Imagine if everybody had seen the the issue the way he did as early as he did and joined forces with him. How much farther along could we be in saving our schools and saving our kids and, and saving our country. So, of course, I'm talking about my buddy, Bob Walters, who wrote the book Facing Reality in American Education. Hey, friend. Hello. Good to see you. You too. Or hear you. Yeah. You know, I may be seeing you. I may be going to that conservative convention uh, oh, okay. over Labor yeah. Day weekend. I got I to gotta look into that, see if there's tickets left and see if I can get myself to Fresno. In the meantime, well, let me know and I can go up with you. Yeah. In the meantime, what's uh, what's happening uh, in schools? Oh boy. Well, <laughs> you know, this week uh, the Orange Board of Education uh, ruled that uh, the kids can go back to school if they if the district in Orange County decided they should open, but it's their choice. And uh, I knew it would happen. Now, today, we have Newsom who ordered that all the schools would be closed mm-hmm. and oh, remote yeah. learning only. We're talking private schools, charter schools, and religious schools, not just public. Unbelievable. Private enterprise, private businesses. Yeah. That is absolutely astounding. There's no other way to characterize that than Marxism in play because there is no science to back this up, none whatsoever. No. In fact, uh, in California, I checked the last three months, there were no deaths from the virus for kids under 16 in the last three months. And in fact, nationwide in the same period of time, there were only 15 deaths of kids between three, uh, five and uh, 16. It's just like, are you kidding me? 
Yeah. And in, and facts, in, facts it, mean nothing. Yeah. And facts mean absolutely nothing. It's all about fear. And one of the ways in which they've, they've continued to stoke fear is with this push for masks and social distancing. It's all, all about, uh, you know, um, it, you know, making people fearful of each other. And, you know, the idea that they're telling school kids, you know, that they're little killing machines and you better, you better have that mask on and stay away from people and you might get granny sick and, you know, and, and kill granny. I mean, it's just absolutely disgusting the way the left uses our kids. And this, but this is just born out of the way the left has decided to use kids now for decades, right? I agree. In fact, uh, LA Times today had a big story on the front page uh, a, a racial gap in online learning. It just came out today, just as he was ready to do his speech. How was how there, there a ra- Help me to understand. How, what does online learning have to do with racism? Well, I'll give you some facts. Okay. It doesn't directly have to do with, it has to do with just the cultural differences going on. More than 50,000 black students and Latino in schools in L.A. school district did not participate in the online learning at all. They never participated. So as a result, what you have happen is that the uh, racial, the, the achievement gap between the different races has grown dramatically stronger. In fact, as Gary Orfield wrote a story last week, he's director of UCLA Civil Rights Project. He says Latinos comprise 52% of California student enrollment statewide. Whites, by contrast, are 26% and black 6.5. Well, that's, that's interesting and probably a sign of what, what is the situation. But it's clear that the academic outcomes in the vast majority of schools with overwhelmingly white, black, and Latino enrollments fall far behind the numbers of white and Asian students. Well, aside from certain innate differences maybe between the different groups, it, it really is becoming larger and larger. And here's the re- reason that this guy gives. The reality is that schools serving high proportions of black and Latino students tend to suffer from a range of stresses, such as high student te- uh, teacher turnover, basic materials, fewer counselors, overcrowding, and the stress of their life and their culture today, society. And that this is the excuse that the difference between the Asians and whites and blacks and Latinos is now pushing 30% in terms of the achievement scores. So there's an achievement gap of about 30%. The excuse that's being given is overcrowding. Well, I don't know what overcrowding has to do with distance learning. <laughs> how, 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 when, when everybody's at home, how, how does, what is overcrowding? What does supplies have to do with it? No, there's a cultural issue going on here because you don't have... There's also an economic issue because I can tell you that, you know... Um, while at the same time, hear me out here, let me see if I can yeah, connect these yeah. dots. At the same time that the Smithsonian is putting out that whiteness is evil because it involves dad going to work and mom staying home with the kids, that's evil. They want both, they, they, they've wanted a society that demonized that, so therefore the parents need to both, both be out working, are still pushing for kids to be home. So then what's happening? Are they, are they giving up their jobs to stay home with their kids? Um, or are they still going to work? It depends on whether or not their business was shut down. Or are they still going to work and then the kids sitting there all day and not logging in? 
Why, you know, but whatever the but whatever the cause is, you cannot tell me, you liberals and you Democrats, that you care at all about kids when you hear this achievement gap going on and you support the shutdown of schools because all they're doing is conti- is, is creating a, a, academically, emotionally and mentally crippled kids that will and this will last for generations. Oh, it will. Yeah. In fact, uh What's next on the board is going to be voted on in the next couple of weeks. I, I tell this for your viewers so they might get a hold of their Congress or their uh, state senator or an assemblyman. There's uh, going to be a new ethnic studies curriculum to be voted on in the next few weeks. And it's been delayed from being finished this past year because you had a lot of the Jewish groups who were concerned that this required ethnic studies curriculum, which is going to be mandated for any student in high school. If you don't pass it, you don't get out of high school. And this is for a one-year course, and it's uh, it focuses on all of these various ethnic groups. By the way, it doesn't include anybody that's white, but that's all right. <laughs> it's an interesting abutment, if you will, to what's going on in the world in education, to focus on everybody that's in these various ethnic groups rather than us in our world history and except the except the Asians you know we don't really do a lot we don't really talk about it other than the Asians that filed the lawsuit against Harvard because they were being discriminated against you know that you know it's funny that the Black Lives Matter movement is all about black and then they added brown kids they're not adding whatever color they want to ascribe to Asian students uh, they don't talk about, you know, that they're a minority group in this country. You don't hear you don't hear the Black Lives Matter movement talking about it. And I wonder why that is, because I wonder if it's because the culture is different. And instead of the culture of Asians being that of being feeling like victims and they could because they were interned, you know, they were put in internment camps by a Democrat back in the 40s. Um, you know, and, and but the culture is very different. And that's, you know, the left loves to yammer at us that we need to have a conversation about race. But cultural differences and culture and how the different cultures in the communities uh, contribute to their own circumstances and their own negative circumstances is not a part of the conversation they ever want to have, is it? No, I agree. They just that's mum's the word. That's forbidden discussion. And ironically, on the other side of the coin, college now reports, I got this report today also, um, California universities and colleges now report that they've had the hugest increase in Latino students going to college in recorded history. Uh, The applications that have been approved so far this year are 26% higher than, than last year. And they're now representing a majority of the students going to college as of this this week. And what, what sounds like outstanding efforts on the part of Latinos, and to some extent it is, but we have to also keep in mind what the colleges did this past year was to get rid of the test for entry. Mm-hmm. You don't have SAT or any right. of these tests. It's strictly on a subjective decision who gets in. So now you've got, uh, <laughs> you have 52% Latinos and 26% uh, whites, 17% Asians, and 6% of blacks and it's uh to what purpose are we doing this you know we got to be we got to be you're the only one asking all these questions and at the same time we've got these universities that are still shutting is shutting everything down saying they're not going to reopen but you still want to charge top dollar and then at the same time we've got the democrats saying schools cost too much money we need debt forgiveness for student loans so it's it's just it's like this big vicious circle let's shove these these minority kids on this track for schools and and you know have them sit at home yet still 
being, you know, charged full, you know, rate for a school that's not even operating. And then taxpayers are supposed to foot the bill for it. And then they end up with degrees that are worthless that don't even match, you know, anything that's that's relevant out there. It's insane. It's crazy. We're we're out of time. Upside down. It is. Wrap us up. Final thoughts, Bob Walters. Okay. Uh, One little side thought I think was interesting for all of you to realize the youth facility for uh, delinquent kids. There was a boy this past uh, two years went in there, 16, and they thought it was a little feminine. So one of the one of the managers decided they were going to give him estrogen. So for a year and a half, he had estrogen to the point where he had enlarged breasts and other female characteristics, and the kids were making fun of him. Then he got out, and he's so deformed that they had to do major surgery on him last week, and his parents are suing the juvenile hall people for taking this action without ever telling them. Wow. They just take it in their own action. We've seen signs of this coming even in the school someday, I'm afraid. But yeah. Where they let a kid six years old decide that he wants to be a girl when he's, he's not even of age. Jeez. He was six when they started giving him this estrogen? No, he was 16. He was 16. And he got out when he just was 17 and a half. Year and a half he was in. Yeah, well, this ties in. I had this gal who wrote this book, uh, uh, Abigail Schreier, I think it was recently, uh, you know, talking about this. She's got a book out about this transgender movement and this and this push, you know, to give hormones and stuff. These, you know, there, it you it it's gone from taking seven year olds and eight year olds that are confused to going to teenagers and just like pushing them into it. The peer pressure. Without even telling the parents. Yeah, without even telling the parents. And you you see the outcome here. And, of course, you're the only one that's reported on the story. I haven't heard it anywhere. Bob, thank you for all you do. I appreciate it. And you have a wonderful weekend. Keep going. Thanks, hon. All right, we're going to take a little skinny, tiny little break. When we come back, DJ Potato Skins and I are going to give you Hear of the Week and Stink of the Week and maybe a little Friday Fun Day suggestion for the weekend. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We are about to wrap up our week here. Of course, I can't wrap up the week without reminding you guys to boost your immune system. Nobody talking about that. We ain't hearing Fauci talking about immune systems at all, but I'm going to talk about it here because it's the reality. In fact, why the the you have a 99.9 something percent chance of recovery for this. The people passing away from this have have weakened immune systems and comorbidities. I take I eat right, I exercise, but I also take my balance in nature every day. I get 10 servings of 31 fruits and vegetables, and I'm telling you, I feel better than ever. I have energy I have not had in years. I have not had a cold or sinus infection in six months. This is the real deal. Absolutely the real deal. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use the discount code HEALTH. Free shipping right now, 35% off on preferred fruits and veggies. Um, it's time for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Who, who you got for Hero this week and Stink, DJ Potato Skins? Well, honestly, it's been a short week for me because I was uh, oh so busy uh, off of my uh, little walkabout, but... Uh, paying attention the last couple of days, honestly, after seeing President Trump with Mr. Wallace, I would have to say President Trump. I know sometimes that's kind of the fall too, but standing up and really giving it 
to him, I think, maybe not perfectly addressed, but saying he's not going to mandate a mask. He doesn't believe in it. He's not going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got to say that I, I think speaking of Trump, I think that my hero of the week nominee, I'm going to give it to I'm going to give him my hero of the week is Peter Navarro. And Peter Navarro did an op-ed in in USA Today in which he said, Anthony Fauci has been wrong about everything I have interacted with him on. He listed in this thing about uh, how he he says that how um, Fauci pushed back against President Trump's decision to stop travel from China. He says that when he when um, the director uh, was telling the media not to worry back in January, that was true. He said uh, when Navarro was working feverishly on behalf of the president in February to engineer the fastest industrial mobilization of the healthcare sector, Fauci was still telling the people, uh, telling the public that China virus was low risk. That's true. He says when he was building, Trump was building new mask capacity in record time. Fauci was flip flopping on the use of masks. He goes on and on to talk about how Fa- Fauci uh, fought the support use of hydroxychloroquine, even though uh, he was confronted with scientific studies proving its efficacies. Now Fauci says that a falling mortality rate doesn't matter. Uh, So Peter Navarro, uh, he was actually criticized by Trump, which I think was strategic. I think Trump wanted Navarro to put this out there. Trump come and saying, oh, this isn't for the White House. That was just cover. I'm absolutely convinced Trump wanted this out there in the public domain. And at the same time that this Navarro op-ed came out, the Trump administration said that the numbers from the states about coronavirus needed to go to the Health and Human Services Secretary first, not to Fauci and the CDC. So they're both heroes in my opinion. He mentioned the ear masks. He did mention the ear masks. He did not. Um, For Stink of the Week, I've got got a lot for, you know, the low-hanging fruit is Gavin Newsom. I got to talk about the Smithsonian and their whiteness yesterday. The uh, absolute racist attack on white people that was so blatant, so disgusting, so vile, and the fact uh, that they, they took it down, but you know the, the fact that it, that that took time, effort. They crafted memes. The amount of effort that they put into the illustrations in that, and and to have that be a part of the U.S. government, the systemic racism nationwide right now in the attack on white people is the overarching stench that is going on in this country, and it should not be tolerated. Um, I've got to talk about uh, Chrissy Teigen. Got to get into a couple celebrities. Uh, one of the le- one of the people the left loves so much is this vile human being named Christy Teigen. Do you know who that is? Potato. I've skins? heard the name, but you have to enlighten me. I don't know who she is. She's the pig, and yeah, I use that word. Who's married to um, that warbler who I think just can't sing at all? John Legend. John oh, okay. Legend. And they are so anti-Trump and anti-American and everything that they're that uh, the the. Think of the worst of the left movement, right? Well, she came under fire because of some alleged connection to Epstein. And in the course of that the other day on Twitter, she had to delete 60,000 tweets. 60,000 tweets. tweets. Why would you have to delete 60,000 tweets, potato skins? Well, fortunately for us. Because see, Epstein was was a pedophile, right? So she was, because she came under attack for reportedly taking flights on the Lolita Express, uh, fortunately, the screen grabbers uh, captured some of her tweets. I will read one. Seeing little girls do the splits half naked is just, I want to put myself in jail. Wow. Let that sink in. Um, A belly and a shirt with a small, sexy toddler on it saying, number one, duh. I could go on and on and on. You cannot put those out there and not be an incredibly sick, pedophilic person, if that's a word.
You can't put the word sexy and toddler together and say this stuff and not be a really sick individual. She is the stink of the week. Hey, love you all. Be back Monday night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Peace out.